Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Center, and we're in downtown Columbia today as we continue the countdown to the Christmas festival here in downtown Columbia. Really looking forward uh, to being a part of that. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow as well, along with JT and Rebecca Turner. But this afternoon, we're going to broadcast the show from here in Columbia. We've got a couple of great guests. Daniel Clark from Citizens Bank, a former junior college baseball star that we learned today, played in the Junior College World Series. We're looking forward to talking to him about that. And, of course, all the festivities taking place here in Columbia starting this weekend. Kyle Lindsey's about to join us, a former USM pitcher who is now the head coach of Columbia High School. But first, I want to remind you of Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of this show. They sponsor every first segment. We thank them and remind you that they will cater your Christmas meal for you. So uh, if you want to sit back, relax, enjoy the holidays without the cooking, just call on Dickies, and Dickies will do the cooking. All right, Kelly, uh, we're in Columbia. Man, it's a, if you don't have the Christmas spirit, you come down here, you're going to have it pretty quick. It is festive, isn't it? Here at Citizens Bank, and you walk into the Citizens Bank, and we're at the downtown location. Right. And it looks like one of those, like in the, in the movies, like the big New York City banks. With right. About, gosh, there's going to be about 20 windows around here, you know, the, the hub of activity around here in Columbia. So uh, so we want to thank the bank for letting us perch down here this afternoon. Also, I uh, just want to thank all the people from uh, Columbia, the economic development the folks that are having us down here uh, throughout the week. They really found a niche with this Christmas thing, haven't they? I mean, they really have. We'll talk more about that. I think they said 17,000 people attended the opening night last year, and um, and Daniel Clark just told us they're looking for more this year, so it's a, it's a big deal. All right, let's get talking uh, about sports. Kyle Lindsay, the former baseball pitcher for the Golden Eagles in 08 and 09, and is the new head baseball coach at Columbia High School. And he just informed us before we went on the air his team is undefeated. And welcome, welcome, Kyle. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, we we still hold no blemishes on that record. We you know hope we can do that up until February. And that schedule's <laughs> going to get tougher in February. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Another team's actually going to show up and play us. Uh, we may lose one or two inter-squad games before we get going as well. We've got a couple Pearl River Wildcats. Yeah, I understand as well. So, so you know Daniel it's going to be a great show. Both Daniel and Kyle played the uh, uh, at Pearl River. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, 08, 09, your, your time at Southern Miss. You know, that that was always my dream place to go. Um, and Coach Guy, who, who just left, he had called me, uh, recruited me to go there. Um Got to got to spend time with Coach, Coach Palmer's last year, um, you know, and a lot of stuff I do in coaching I, I got from those guys. You know, the, the way they run a program, um, their enthusiasm. Uh, you know, it was really something special to be a part of. And that, that last year with us going to College World Series was really a neat experience. One of the things I like about Kyle Lindsey's story, Bob, is obviously you see him say he's not he's not a guy that's six eight two sixty. You know, whether in basketball players are even getting to be that big nowadays. Never were a really big guy. Kind of what the story there is is you don't you don't have to be. No, that's something about baseball. You know, size really don't matter. It's kind of kind of 
your smarts and what you got in the tank and, and your heart that you that you bring to it. And you know that's something that kind of kind of helped me in that game. I wasn't a guy that's going to do the jump ball in basketball, or I wasn't going to play on the line in football. And you know, I, I realized very quickly that you know what what my sport was, and, and it was something that I'm able to make a career out. I enjoy working with kids every day. And actually, your your entire career, you you played at Purvis High School under Tony Farlow. You. You have played and coached at Pearl River with uh, Josh Hoffpower. You've been at Pell. Now you're at Columbia. Now, buddy, the buck stops on your desk. How does that view change? That's it. I'll take all the bullets. Um, you know, I don't. I don't mind that. You know, I think we go out and work hard every day. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we can be proud of the product we put on the field. And I think the community is going to be that's something about this community. And you see with this Christmas stuff, everything is going up. The community is getting excited. You watch them during football season. Um, you know, a, a lot of the community came out in support. I think they're going to do the same thing for the baseball program. You know, and when you when you put uh, things together here, though, you know, the junior college program, how do you have to change your approach? The guys at junior college are going to know baseball a little bit better than the high school guys. How have you had to amend your approach? You, you know, at that level, I think you kind of recruit your coaching style. Um, you know, at this level, you kind of got to adapt to your team a little bit more. Um, you got to put kids in, in the right position to be successful. Um, you know, and sometimes move guys around in, in places they haven't played. You know, everybody growing up, they're a shortstop pitcher. Um, but, you know, they're not all that at, at the high school level. And really just getting to know your team because you got a short amount of time to do it, um, getting to know your team before the season starts and, and learning about them as they go. Kyle Lindsay, the head baseball coach at Columbia High School, he will hit the field in his first year in here in just a couple of months. Kyle, the, the ongoing debate, and it seems to be a big debate nowadays, is uh, select baseball, yay or nay, pro or con, whatever. And you even have parents here in Columbia saying, you know, what team should, what select team should my kid play for? Where do you stand on the whole select thing? And for any parent that might be listening, what's your advice? You know, I think it's important at a young age to learn to compete. And you know, I can I can remember growing up playing in the in the city league, and I I think it's important um, at that age as kids learn how to learn how to be leaders and compete. And I remember if I had a bad game, we lost. If I had a good game, we won. Um, and I think that's important in, in the growth of those kids playing together. Um, in their area leagues and, and learning how to take some weight on their shoulders and, and be that leader of the program. Um, and I think once they, once they all mold together on an all-star team, they get to high school, they play together for, you know, 10 years before they get there. And there's, there's a little more, um, you know, I guess a little more teamwork that goes along in it. But the softening of America, though, Bob, you know, one of the things we also talk about is kids aren't learning to compete because parents, if they're not succeeding immediately, they'll pull them out uh, in baseball. And take them to maybe a weaker team where they can excel. Aren't yeah, and, and you hear coaches say that uh, you know, you know, work while you wait. Not everybody can be a starter, you know, but if you work hard, and your time will come. You know, I'm a big believer in you get what you get out of it, what you put into it. Um, and if it's not your time, you know, it, you know, maybe next year's your go round. And if if you're sitting there working your tail off and working while you wait, you're, you're eventually going to get that opportunity to be ready for it. And Kyle, here's one thing I see with uh, with select baseball. I see this all the time on social media. I see eight, nine, ten-year-old kids, and they're all posing with their fists up in the air, and the, everybody's got a big ring for every baseball tournament. And I see parents riding around with my son's an all-star covering the whole back window. Has that changed a lot from the time that you were coming up playing baseball? And is it a good thing? I'm never a fan of second-place trophies. Um, you know, and that's that's just how I, I was on a lot of successful teams, been been beating a lot of championship games, and I've got I've got three rings. I got two from high school state championships, and I've got uh, one whenever we beat uh, Florida in the Super Regional to go to the World Series at Southern Miss. And those are the three I got. Um, you know, and 
they, they were a little, little, little special to me. You know, if, if we went and played in a tournament every weekend to get a ring, you know, I don't know how how much I'd work for it. Right. You know, if I was in their shoes. Uh, I got to ask you about this. You, you mentioned the ring from the Florida Super Regional. On a scale of one to ten, how sweet was it to look across the field and see the despondent look on the Florida Gators' faces? Um, it, it, it probably tops the list. You know, we're, we're sitting there, and, you know, on paper, they're better than us. We knew it going into it, but we knew, um, you know, we just had to be better than the nine innings, and we just had to do it twice. Unfortunately, we didn't get to a game three. We knocked them out in two, and, you know, we were better than them for those nine innings two separate times, and got a chance to move on and experience a lifetime going on. Was there, a, was there a point in those two games that you could look in the faces of some of the Florida players and, see the shock in their face, so to speak? I think uh, during that second game when it started slipping away from them there late, uh, and, you know, we kind of played with, with an attitude. We've got nothing to lose. We're going to lay it on the line. You know, if we walk out of here um, and, and we're on the short end of the stick, then that's how we were dealt. But we weren't going to, you know, let anybody tell us that we couldn't beat them. It was a great home, but wasn't it? Absolutely. Former Southern Miss pitcher and now head baseball coach at Columbia High School, Kyle Lindsay, is with us on the Eagle Hour. Kyle, I have to ask you this, and now you're coaching at the high school level, but at the major league level, why don't pitchers get managerial jobs? And the few that do stink. Probably because they're too busy playing golf, if I had to guess. They spend a lot of time on the golf course, that managing takes too much time. You know, that's going to cut into their 18, that might have to cut it down to play nine and leave them in. But the guys that do get the jobs don't do well. You see a lot of catchers. Um, a lot of catchers, they got to know the whole game. You know, they've managed the pitching staff. they got to know how to do blunt coverages. they got to, you know, understand how to work hitters. They, you know, they're probably more the well-rounded minds in the baseball field. And I want to ask you now, too, as a high school coach, because you, you went to Pearl River and recruiting, all, all parents want their kids to perhaps have the opportunity to play at the next level. What is the high school coach's role, as you see it, in perhaps opening those doors, at least initially, for these kids? Right, and, and I think I've got a responsibility to get them seen. You know, it's up to them to 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 reach the, the talent and the academic level to be able to achieve that goal. Um, and a lot of people ask me all the time, well, where, where do you see him going in a year or two? And... You know, I tell everybody the same thing. If you if you focus on where you're at and you play for where you're at, those things are going to take care of themselves down the road. Um, now I've got connections with with some of the college coaches in the area, and you know, if our guys are good enough to play there, we're going to get them there. My parents actually asked my baseball coach that in high school. You know what he said? He said a full tank of gas, he could probably get to St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Drive right up to the front <laughs> step. That's the only way. Well, you played on a big time level. Uh, you coached at pedal. And now, the, now it's your ball team. And so what's going on in your mind, because you're now, what, less than 90 days away from something I assume you've aspired to do since you finished college? You know, one thing, a lot of times you, I guess first year in a program, you, you may take over something that, that either needs to be rebuilt or you got some younger talent, things like that. I think we've got a pretty good mix of, of, of some seniors and some underclassmen that I don't think it's going to be um, – you know, trying to reinvent the wheel right, right at the beginning. Um, that's why we got a pretty tough schedule, uh, and we may take some bumps and bruises early, but I think it's important those guys learn how to step up to the challenge there. You know, you know, learn to win, learn to lose the right way, and you know, we're going to have some battles there early. We've got a schedule full. We've got Oak Grove Pedal. We've got West Jones. Um, you know, there early in the first week, and that, that's that's going to kind of give us a measuring stick. All right, Kyle, we appreciate your time, man. Merry Christmas, and thanks for coming out. Absolutely. Merry Christmas, y'all. Broadcasting at downtown Columbia, the Eagle Hour will continue in just a moment. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back.
back to a road edition of Eagle Hour. We're in downtown Columbia this afternoon, the first of two days of broadcasting here as the city of Columbia and Marion County kick off their huge Christmas festival. We're very uh, much looking forward to being a part of that. I want to thank Kyle Lindsay from uh, Southern Miss and now the Columbia High School head baseball coach for joining us in the uh, opening segment of the show. This segment sponsored as it is every day by Campus Bookmark at campusbookmark.net. It is a great place to Christmas shop if you have an eagle on your Christmas list. If you're listening in other parts of Mississippi this afternoon, you can simply go to campusbookmark.net and uh, pick out your stuff. They'll deliver the presents right to your front door. If you're here in South Mississippi, then we encourage you to go by their location on Hardy Street and uh, look at the great selection of Southern Miss Apparel for yourself. Yeah, and if, and if your size happens to be missing on the rack, Ask one of the, the sales clerks there, because lots of times they'll have stuff in the back that, because they go through it, you know, pretty good bit. So right. don't think that it may, they might have some in the back, so make sure you right. at least ask. There you go. All right, Daniel Clark is a vice president with Citizens Bank here in Columbia, and uh, we want to thank you, Daniel, first of all, for all you great people downtown inviting us down here today. I don't know if I should thank you more for that or all the donuts that you left. I think I know what Kelly's most appreciative of. Oh, I'm sorry. I was yeah, focused on the donuts you're over focused there. focused on the glazer. <laughs> now, Daniel, you told us before uh, we went on the air that you've got some pretty good baseball experience yourself. You were a Pearl River Wildcat, played at, um, I'm sorry, where did you say you went to Louisiana? Played? I went to Northwest. Northwest, Northwest where Kelly's son played. Four from Demons. And you played in the Junior College World Series. Now, that had to be quite an experience. That was a great experience. Uh, that was in 2002. Uh, which was the head coach under J.R. Teagues. He took over the Pearl River program, and uh first year he got there, we took it all the way to the World Series and, and you know, did a, had a great season. Uh, come back in the sophomore year, we was ranked number one in the uh, the country in the junior college standings and got put out in the regional. But, mm-hmm. uh, J.R. Teagues now the athletic director at Southeastern Louisiana. He is. He is. He's done a really good job over there. He took the, the baseball program over and uh, took it several years and built it back up and, uh, Ex ex uh, Wildcats taking it over now with Matt Riser, which I played with him in on the World Series team also. And I think Matt's from what Picayune. He is from Picayune. Yeah. So you go to Northwestern State where John Carter uh, Santer pitched as well. Yes. Uh, it, it, that's one of those schools, and we love college baseball on this okay. show, so we we could talk about it all day. But that's one of the schools that you include in this cluster of just superb college baseball programs. In our general area, and I'm, I'm going to leave out some, but Northwestern State, Louisiana Tech, Southeastern Louisiana, Southeastern Louisiana, South UNO, UNO, Southern Miss. I mean, there's so many good college baseball programs uh, in the Southeast. Why do you think that is? Well, I think there's a, just a, a high concentration of talent in this area, which, uh, you know, I think a lot of kids get into it early and they have a dream of wanting to play college baseball and they try to, you know, work work to get to the next level. And, you know, everybody can't be a Southern Miss uh, Golden Eagle because you only have so many spots. So I think you got so much talent in this area, they have to uh, look other directions to go. Uh, and, I, and I think that's one of the big things. We have so much talent, just an overflow, and they get scattered. And any of those programs that I mentioned could beat any of the other programs I mentioned on any given day. Am I right? That's one thing about college baseball. You know, it doesn't matter how big the school is. It doesn't matter how many, you know, how much winning tradition you got. Anybody can beat anybody on any any day. And we forgot about Louisiana Monroe, which now Coach Federico. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, and, Kelly, you, you came from Iowa. 
That's not the case in that part of the country so much, is it? You know, Iowa State, where I went to school, doesn't even have a baseball team anymore. So it's, it's sort of a southeastern phenomenon, in a sense. Well, and, and when in you California, and, and this being a Southern Miss show, too, you look at we talk about Coach Federico at Louisiana Monroe. You got Lane Burroughs, who was at Northwestern State. He's taking the La Tech, up. right? Is now, is now at La Tech. So, and Matt Reiser, who's from Picayune, who's down at Southeastern Louisiana. Yeah. It, it's amazing the number. Uh, uh, Jamie, um, coach at Gulfport High School, Jamie yeah, McMahon. You know, he's a he's a guy from this area. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's amazing. Now, we talk a lot about the talent. There is a lot of talent. Are you at all surprised at how popular and beloved the sport has become in the South? It's definitely grown. You've seen some teams make the uh, College World Series. and You know, the Southern Miss, that was probably a huge step in their, their program. Uh, 2009, when they made that jump going to the, the College World Series, recruiting process that definitely changed the program because, I mean, you got guys realizing that, man, I don't have to go to an LSU or a... Uh, USC or a, you know a Florida or Florida State to make that kind of make that kind of jump to the World Series. I can go to a different kind of school and everybody's got the equal opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. I think baseball, college baseball as a whole, um, across the board is very competitive. It doesn't matter what school you go to. Uh, talent, like you said. All it takes one pitcher to be on that day, and he can beat anybody. Yeah, and, and Northwestern State year before last went to the regional out in Oregon. Yeah, so I mean, you know, you, even the smaller schools. Are on an equal footing, you know, as far as that goes. But I want to, even though this is Southern Miss show, Danny, I want to ask you about Pearl River because when in high school, when you're sitting at the lunch table, you know, people kind of under their breath, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to junior college. Only so and so people go to junior college, and I'm not going to do that. But every single guy that I've ever talked to, and girl for that matter, and I'm using Pearl River because that's whatever, they've all absolutely loved. Yeah, their experience at Pearl River. There's no doubt about it. that. Was a great experience in my time and uh, playing college baseball in my in my life. You know, uh, learned a whole lot about myself. Learned a whole lot about the game of baseball down there. Uh, got a great education. Uh, you know, just a whole lot of positive things come out of that situation I was in. Uh, you know, and that's not to knock any four year institution. I'm no, just, I'm just no. saying that anybody that might not think that the junior college thing is a, is a cool thing. Well, I just, I just think some people blossom at different times. Some right. people blossom, you know, later than others. And I, and I feel like I was one of those kids. I think I just needed, uh, had the ability in me, had the had the heart to want to, to do good, but uh, just wasn't quite ready at that time when I was graduating high school to go to a four-year school at that time. Might have swallowed you up a little bit. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. All right, we could talk baseball all day, but while we have you here, let's talk right. just a little bit about Columbia. That's We're here because of the Christmas uh, as you know, we did the 9 a.m. show here this morning on our Hattiesburg station. They were working on Christmas stuff this morning. They're working on Christmas stuff. Daniel said they've been working on Christmas stuff all late all night. into the night. We saw them putting in the ice rink here today. Yeah, they got an ice rink. And I, I, and I spoke to a guy that's working down there. They just got the ice skates in, and uh, he said they are sharpening the ice skates, getting ready for it. Hmm. So Kelly, I didn't realize it had to be done to, to ice skate, but. Yeah, uh, we're in South Mississippi, so it's a little bit. Well, different. Kelly's from Iowa originally. You an ice skater? No, but I played more broom ball, which is like hockey, except you use a broom and a soccer ball, and you play on your, your regular tennis shoes. You slip and slide around on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably yeah. do it up there in that kind of ice. You, you sure can. And you kind of review for the Eagle Hour listeners what all is going to transpire here. Well, in the days you to come. got the big start this Saturday. You know, you got you got the Christmas parade. We'll go back before that. I think at 2 o'clock, the big car show starts down here. This is going to be an all-day event. 
car show starts, and I think 6 o'clock the Christmas parade starts. Uh, then I think 9 o'clock after the parade, um, the uh, lighting of the Christmas tree and the music and fireworks. And uh, i got a whole lot of vendor food vendors down here. I think you get canes, um, uh, going to be frying catfish, and I think you get Sully's from out of Hattiesburg coming over here as a vendor. Uh, We've done shows at Sully's before. Yeah. And you get several several big vendors coming in. So I, it's a huge. It's just kind of hard to emphasize how big we're, we're told it is. It, it really is. It's hard to uh, describe it. You know, you've asked me how how it was. Uh, it's just a hard hard deal to describe how big it really is for this size of town. Um, but you got people coming from all over to it. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be bigger and better than it was last year. It's not anything necessarily that you haven't been exposed to before, because if you went to school in Natchitoches, Louisiana, city of Lights. yeah, the, 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 which is the City of Lights, the on Time Magazine's 100 Things to Do in America. Really? Is that this, right? the, the Christmas Festival in Natchitoches, Louisiana is on that list. It is unbelievable. And I would say this was, it, the way this thing is headed is yeah. growing to uh, almost be comparable to that and if it keeps going where it's at now. And what's so phenomenal is last year was the first year, right? That's right. That's right. It was the first year, and, you know, last year uh, it was a great turnout, great deal, but I figured out, I think they, you know, revamped the deal, figured out what they needed to do, more food vendors, and, you know, the big deal now is the ice skating rink. That's going to be a, a big, big event here in Columbia. By the way, Kelly, uh, Michael Burgers is producing a show today back at the city on Hattiesburg. He says he's coming with skates. He says he he's got his own ice skates. Are you, are you there, Michael? Can you hear what I'm saying about you? Yeah, I can hear what you're saying about me. And it's so true, can the rest right? of the state. Yeah, it's true, right? You're you're yeah. like the you're like the tiny Harding of super no. <laughs> Well, actually, no. Actually, that's a very good analogy. That's perfect. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Who have you hit in the knees with a lead pipe? <laughs> I, I can't say. Okay. <laughs> but having played hockey, it gets a little aggressive. So yeah. 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 Now, uh, people like Michael, uh, Daniel, they've got a little baby. They've got a little bitty girl. Uh, kids like Hyper are just going to go berserk over it's gonna be It's very kid-friendly down here. You know, I would not, you know, the first night, uh, be so many people. I don't, you know, you could get mixed in the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a very good uh, event for kids, kid-friendly and uh, a lot for them to see. All right, can you come back to the end of the show? I can. All right, Daniel Clark's with us, and uh, we're in downtown Columbia. We're sitting here in the beautiful lobby of Citizens Bank. We're glad to be here this afternoon, and the Eagle Hour will continue right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're with us around the state this afternoon on the Super Talk Radio Network. Wherever you're listening, we hope that uh, your day is going well. This segment sponsored by our good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill back in Hattiesburg. It's a great place to have lunch. They serve it every day, five days a week. It's really good. I was down there just last week. And Kelly, how much is that? It's eight ninety-five today. The special chicken fried steak, by the way. 
And, and tonight at 4 o'clock, they're having a big basketball bash for the women and men's doubleheaders. So if you want a pregame, uh, that starts at 4 o'clock today at 4th Street. Yeah, that's right. The basketball tonight in Hattiesburg. It's an unusual men and women's doubleheader, two-lane in town. The Lady Eagles will tip it off at 5. The men will follow. Free cookies for the first 100 students at the women's game, and then they get vouchers and a free hot dog for the first 300 students at the men's game. And, Kelly, you and I have talked about this before. you got Tulane coming in, and, and the women are playing, and then the men are playing. And it makes so much sense to me. And But yet we watch Conference USA year after year. And if, if tonight, let's say, Southern Miss men's team is playing Rice, then the women's team is in Houston playing the women's team in Rice. That just doesn't seem to... That doesn't seem to make sense like what we're seeing tonight. And lots of times where we are, people say, well, that's not the way. We've always done it this way. We've always done it this way. Look, it it doesn't take, as my dad said, a rocket surgeon uh, to figure out that things have changed. We don't have the money we used to have. So we've got to start thinking about ways that we can save on travel expenses, for one thing. And you might think, well, it's not a big difference. Look, every bit counts. I just don't see why they don't do that more often. And it's a value for the fan. Right. You can kill two birds with one stone. Well, you, know? you get a lot of good basketball. Well, the women's game and Joy Lee would love that, you know, to, to have bigger crowds there for the women's game and, and uh, two for one. And I, I just think it makes perfect sense, and I think it's something the league needs to do. And glad to see Tulane in town. That, that's just a natural rivalry through the years. was always a, a great rivalry. It's very sad to see when, when Tulane left the conference in football uh, and that ended. But tonight, Tulane is in Hattiesburg. And that brings me to this subject, Kelly. We, we looked, as we were getting ready for the show today, we looked ahead a year at the football schedule for next year. The non-conference games, uh, the opener on uh, September the 5th against South Alabama on 9-19, Jackson State. Uh, road games on the 26th of September at Auburn and the 24th of uh, October at Liberty University. And the same conference schedule, North Texas, Florida Atlantic, Louisiana Tech, Rice, San Antonio, UAB, El Paso, Western Kentucky. And, I, and I'm going to say this now because we've caught a little heat over the last few days. And yeah, we're big boys. Uh, i got to say this, though. This week, I have heard more. I've had more people say things to me. I've heard more conversations. I've seen more things on social media. I don't think I have seen this much disappointment and frustration with the football program maybe since Ellis Johnson left. I'm not comparing the two, don't misunderstand, but uh, the frustration level, is it as high as I sense it to be? I understand why you feel that, and it may and it may be, let me soften the blow a little by stating that it is human nature to focus on the negative rather than the positive. The old squeaky wheel gets the grease. You know, we were in television, you and I, for a long time, and 5,000 people would love our sports cast, but one person would call up and say, that tie is ugly, he needs to get rid of that tie, or he needs to part his hair on the other side. So that's all you remember is the negative. So the, the negative Nellies are going to be out there much more so than people who are happy and satisfied with the way things are. So you've got to take it with, with a little bit of grain of salt. But, but yeah, it, it's, I, think, I think Coach Thompson, um, and, and he probably doesn't lose any sleep over it, you know, whatever. But... He just doesn't seem to have endeared himself to the community, you know, like like some other coaches have, regardless of the sports. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've talked about how popular Donnie Tindall was in basketball, despite all the problems. 
that, that um, his program or things that happened on his watch you know, have caused the university to suffer. But because he endeared himself to the community, there are a lot of people who say, we'd love to have him back again. You know, well, the new basketball coach is so warmly received. Jay Ladner, and all the time that Jay Ladner and his assistants are on the show, we get text messages say, thank you for letting us come on. You know, um, he's going to be out there tonight, I guess, at 4th Street just prior to the, the game part, uh, partying. But, you know what I mean, pre-gaming with some of the Southern Miss basketball fans. So, um, yeah, it, it, a lot of frustration. But I, but I do think that even the people who, and Nick Crutcher was one of them yesterday, who, who said next year is going to be a real telltale sign. Well, you look at that schedule, it looks to be on paper, and we know that means nothing. Three of the four non-conference games should be wins. South Alabama's down. Jackson State's a SWAC team. They're just not a Division One program. Liberty University, not exactly a powerhouse in football. With you Freeze. There you go. That's interesting. Yeah. That is right about that. Yeah. And then you look, at the, you look at the conference schedule, and you and I at the start of the year looked at the conference schedule and said, well, Southern Miss with the history of Southern Miss, should be able to win every one of those games. It didn't turn out to be the case. And, and the, the thing that frustrates another Conference USA shot here, you know, they gave UAB the title in the West this year, and the two other teams that UAB was competing with, Southern Miss and Law Tech, they lost to both of them. And but yet UAB gets to win the West. And the reason they won the West is because they get all the teams get to count their cross conference wins. Okay, so in the Eastern Division, UAB gets to count those wins as wins. Well, Southern Miss had to play Western Kentucky and um, Florida Atlantic, who were the two top teams in the East. Now, UAB did have to play Western Kentucky, but then they got to play Old Dominion, right. which the four of us at this table would be favored by 11 right. Right. to beat Old Dominion. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's the non-conference. Uh, just out of curiosity, we don't normally talk much about them, but the non-conference schedule next year for Ole Miss is Baylor, Southeast Missouri, UConn, Georgia Southern. A very good Baylor team. And Georgia Southern. Very good team. Yeah. Mississippi State plays Tulane, North Carolina State, New Mexico, Alabama, and then we got to think that North Carolina State, Tulane, pretty respectable mm-hmm. program. And I don't, I, I hesitate to even bring this up. But, again, I have to ask myself, if you're Mississippi State, and you're going to play Alabama, A&M, Tulane, North Carolina State, New Mexico. You're Ole Miss. You're going to play Baylor, Southeast Missouri, UConn, Georgia Southern. There's no scheduling room there for the other Division One school in Mississippi. Where's that? Where's that dead horse? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yeah, it, it, we'd sure like to see that happen, but obviously, with the legislature being dominated by uh, Ole Miss grads. Uh, you, you wouldn't well, think that that would not go into right. Yeah, and when you had a governor, Governor Bryant, who was a Southern Miss guy, he couldn't even get that, that it, argument. It couldn't lose the needle mm-hmm. either, could he? No. Uh, probably. I think there's one game left with Mississippi State in a couple of three years, and I want to say it's going to be at the Rock, if I'm not mistaken. One of the things Jeremy McLean said he wanted to have, wanted to get the schedule to where the Eagles would have six home games, you know, every year, uh, and, and make that. You know, I think Liberty's a pretty good school to pick up on your schedule, and they're an independent. Liberty, I South think, Alabama is is a natural. Yes, it's just a natural school uh, for you to start playing year in year. I've I've let my feelings be known about playing 
the SWAC schools. I just don't see what you gain by that other than, I guess, some extra ticket sales. I don't have a problem with the Warhawks either. They're Monroe, because that's a drivable school. No, that's right. You know, Lafayette. And Auburn is clearly a money hit. Yep. You go over there and collect a $1.2 million and which you got to have. Yeah. You know, which yeah. the Mississippi State game was this year and the Alabama game. And you got to do that, I understand. Yeah, yeah that, that pays some All right, but remember, folks, basketball tonight starting at 5 o'clock at Reed Green Coliseum. A really cool doubleheader. Yeah. Uh, the ladies play at 5. The men's game follows probably 7, 7.30. Uh, and Tulane in town. And uh, what a great night to go. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you, and this this will be a chance if you if your schedule is such that and look, I get it. People say it's Wednesday night. I got church responsibilities, and we got the church cantata, and all. I, I understand, but I mean, there's never going to be a perfect night. But if there was, and you can get away, this would be a good chance to see you know both of the teams and and show your support here early in the season. Because once after the holidays, it's almost all Conference USA games, and they play the men play like La Tech back to back. It's really weird. Daniel, would you like to see State, no Miss, and Southern Miss all playing in football every year? I'd definitely like to see it statewide. I mean, that's that's uh, that would be some big turnout. Talk about crowds, yeah, yeah. crowds. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> Citizens National. This a hundred years, Bob, in downtown Columbia. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't been here a hundred years. So, over a hundred years. Nineteen thirteen. Is that right? So one hundred and six years when back when the you know, just a toddler <laughs> back in the well the ego hour back then was the Southerner hour. They had a tube thing sitting everywhere. That they, uh, the big mic, you know, just sat on the table. <laughs> they had the call letters on the and top Roberts of it. was producing it. Did you know that? Yeah. Was producing he's, it. A lot old, he's a lot younger than he looks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're in downtown Columbia, special edition of the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. We're going to come back, uh, revisit with Daniel Clark, and wrap things up here from beautiful downtown Columbia. Stay with us. 20 seconds stretch. Oh, okay. We've got 20 seconds. Is there any Christmas wish you'd like to put out there while we have 20 seconds? If, 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 my Christmas, if I get what I want for Christmas, Bob, this might be one of the last few times you and I will be doing the Eagle Hour together. <laughs> <laughs> we can only wish. That's right. We can only wish. All right. Uh, thank you for timing out right now. I am kidding, by the way. We'll be right back. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. Eagle Hour in downtown Columbia, Mississippi today is uh, they're working literally all day long to get ready for this huge Christmas festival that kicks off Saturday night. So if you don't have plans for the weekend, you need to load the kids up and uh, bring them to Columbia Saturday afternoon and uh, enjoy the Saturday night Christmas lights, fireworks, everything. really sounds exciting. What are the recommendations as far as parking goes and things well, like that? Let's ask Daniel Clark that. Daniel, okay. what would you suggest? They've got certain different uh, parking spots. I guess you got some. Uh, you got Citizens Bank here also that people's going to park at. You have another location. Yes, but that's, that's 
panel to bypass. Gotcha. Okay. But uh, you have several churches right here, and then you have the elementary school, Columbia Elementary School. They've got big parking lots. Um, you know, got several different business parking lots. I mean, there'll be be, be plenty of parking. Uh, I just wouldn't show up right at six o'clock trying to uh, make it to the parade at six. Mm-hmm. Uh, give yourself I, some time. Give yourself some time. And is there an ideal location? Where's the the primo spot? For everything this weekend. Oh, uh, I say if you're anywhere on Main Street, you won't miss it. Okay. But you said the uh, the uh, the the busiest section will be the Second Street and Main Street intersection down here. Um, uh, will be the congested area. That's where everything will be going on. The lighting of the Christmas tree and the fireworks will be somewhere around the courthouse. But you'll be those will be visible pretty much anywhere in, in town. Right. I want to remind everybody as well that uh, JT will be broadcasting from the courthouse tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. We will follow with another remote broadcast of the Eagle Hour. And then after we're done, Rebecca Turner's show will be broadcasted from Columbia as well. So we've got uh, five hours of uh, live Super Talk broadcasting from downtown Columbia tomorrow, and uh, certainly we're excited about being there. Also, I wanted to uh, real quickly... Uh, thank our fourth segment sponsor, which is new, Hattiesburg Toyota, and we welcome them to the Eagle Hour. Of course, uh, Toyota's a legendary vehicle. We don't need to try to sell Toyotas. They sell themselves. They're located on Highway 98 West, and, of course, they're eager to do business with you at Hattiesburg Toyota and provide you with service after the sale. One of the things that's neat about a Christmas festival like this, like the City Lights on in Natchitoches, Louisiana, we were talking about, is that if you, you, know, you get to an age like I am where, you know, the, the thought of having to pull down a tree if it's artificial or going to buy one and, and then to decorate it and string up the lights and vacuum the needles when they fall off, all that, you, you kind of get to be grinchy, right? Mm-hmm. But this is a way that you can take advantage of other people's work, hard work, and really put yourself in the Christmas spirit for two or three hours, four hours, whatever, and then go home, you know, be uplifted by all the beauty around you, and then not have to deal with the after effects. Do you have, like, a big Bah Humbug sign in your front yard that you put out at Christmas? No, but, I mean, it's it's, it's Thanksgiving. You know, I didn't I didn't cook at Thanksgiving. This is the first year forever I didn't think, uh, cook at Thanksgiving, and I thought it would kind of be a bummer not to, to cook. But for a change, it was nice. Is that why you ate so much food at my house Saturday? You were hungry for not having a Thanksgiving meal? Bob, when have you ever known me not to eat large amounts of food at any time, <laughs> at any meal, right? <laughs> I mean, it get harder and harder to swallow as the game progresses. I'll be honest. Look, look, I don't, I don't smoke. I don't drink. Well, I don't smoke, uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy a good meal. What can I say, Daniel? We want to thank you for hosting us down here all day. This is the second time we brought the nine a.m. edition, which is our. Hattiesburg local show down here twice here just in the last couple of months and you guys have always been so gracious and uh, we really appreciate your hospitality. Thank you. We're glad to have you all too. Hey, over a hundred years, what was the, the industry or business that kind of put Columbia on the map? I would um, probably say the oil and timber business. The, probably, you know, the longevity of uh, the oil. Is, I know Lumberton was obviously lumber, yeah. right? But, you know, you know the, the uh, I would definitely say that would be the two biggest things. And, you know, you had some farming, cattle farming, and different things now, but uh, oil would probably be your biggest uh, producer. And you get several construction companies right here, and they had oil companies too, you know, um, that they work all over the country. It's certainly a tight-knit community. And we were talking this morning, you you just you, you get this sense every time we're down here of how the 
whole community works together for common goals. And Daniel, am I right that there's a lot of community pride in the sudden development of this huge Christmas festival? No, there's not. You can, you can uh, definitely feel it and definitely can see it. The uh, pride in the community and the hard work that's been put into it and uh, the effect of, of it last year on the community has been a positive impact. I think people just get more and more excited about it. Now, if you're coming down to Ice Skate, you might want to check your health insurance policies before the weekend. <laughs> Make sure it's paid up. <laughs> Sorry, Any last-minute tips from Mergen? If you're a person from South Mississippi that decides you're going to jump on an ice skating rink this weekend, Michael, do you have any safety tips for them? Lots of padding, you know, the, the cartoons with the pillow strap behind you, I would suggest that. Uh, if you've roller skated, though, thinking that it's the exact same, it's not. And if you go in with that mentality, you should be okay. And, and no Hamel camels or double axles right. uh, on a crowded ice rink. Exactly. Do, you, do you do like that double axle or anything like that, Michael? No, just forward and backwards. That was the, the trick. <laughs> That's good I mean, enough. Learning how to skate on backwards. Your feet, is that correct? Yes. That's the key, yeah. right? So, Michael, real quickly, average person is going to fall how many times when they get in the ice skating rink this weekend? Every. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> I think that pretty much sums it up. Why, why do you think hockey players don't have any teeth? Right. Hey, Daniel, thanks again for having us down here. Yeah, for having us. Very Merry Christmas, all you wonderful people in Columbia. We're back down here tomorrow, down at the courthouse. Uh, and until then, that'll be tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock. Until then, everybody, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.